0: Uh, we're teaching through the life of Moses and the life of Moses really begins with uh, a promise. A promise that uh, the God of Scripture uh, be- begins actually with Abraham. Abraham and Genesis and it's a promise uh, for Israel to be a people. Go ahead, just go to the Moses slide there. and. Uh, it's a promise for israel to be a people and uh, to be a people that usher in a savior and his name is is jesus but by the time the life of moses shows up in exodus it's been over uh, 400 years where are we out here <laughs> let's go there 400 years since that promise has been made israel's living under captivity uh of slavery and slaughter and the circumstances uh, they don't look so uh so good uh, but But God has not forgotten his promise to raise up a people. And so he reignites that promise by calling Moses to lead Israel out of captivity and ultimately fulfill his promise. Uh, Last Sunday, we walked through the plagues of Exodus, why there are plagues in Exodus. And today, we're going to see that even Israel, even though Israel has experienced miraculous things in the Lord, they still wander. From the Lord right at this point Israel has seen uh, the angel of death pass over uh, all those houses that are covered in the blood of the lamb uh, they, they've seen uh, the parting of the Red Sea they've seen uh, manna fall from uh, heaven they've seen glorious things uh, but they still they still wander it's okay leave it there they still wander from the presence of the Lord and and uh, You might have thought to yourself, like, man, if I saw a burning bush, I would never wander. Have you ever think that when you read Exodus? Like, if I saw the parting of the Red Sea, I would never doubt God's presence. Um, But in Exodus 33, uh, Moses is is gone a little longer than expected. And uh, within days, the people of Israel turn away from the Lord, turn to handmade uh, golden calf, so that in our passage today, we're going to see uh, three subpoints for us right there. Why do we drift from the presence of God? What is the presence of God, and how do we engage the presence of God? So let me grab something uh, to write down with. Help me out, guys. Leave, leave it on those three points, maybe. Kaylee Bean, why don't you uh, come up here and uh, read this passage for us. If y'all don't know Kaylee Bean, she is our youth intern for the summer, and she's been working with uh, our Saturday Zoom. Y'all applaud, yeah. And she's going to be working with our Backyard Bible Clubs. And so, Kaylee, will you read? You can stand at the podium. I'll step aside here. You read that passage for us. Exodus 33,
1: 12 to 23. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us from here. For how then? And it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people. Is it not by your going with us, so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I have known you by name. Then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will. And will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man can see me and live. Then the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand there on the rock. And it will come about, while my glory is passing by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my Then I will take my hand away and you shall see my back,
0: but my face shall not be seen. All right, you can take that and that off to Keith. Thank you so much. Y'all get a round of applause for Kaylee Bean. Kaylee Bean, what a great name. You just must have been so cuddly as a toddler, Kaylee Bean. How do you not want to cuddle that toddler named Kaylee Bean? Thank you, Kaylee and uh we're taking huge steps through exodus so we've got a lot going on so let me give some quick background to make sure we're on the same page israel's led out of captivity that's exodus 12 crosses through the parting of the red sea manna is falling from heaven israel is singing songs it's a good time in, in israel ten commandments are given they're learning about god's character god's nature learning how to treat one another in a godly way they're like a church family learning how to do life together and then one day Moses is gone in prayer a little longer than expected. And while Moses is gone, the people melt golden trinkets into a golden calf so that they could have something to worship. It would be easy to poke fun at Israel at this point and, you know, say, come on, like these people must be so archaic. They easily give themselves over to inanimate objects. But you need to know we do the same thing don't we? I think it's fair to say that COVID-19 is taking a little longer than expected, right? Maybe God isn't answering our prayers as fast as we want. And we might see some golden calves creeping up in our lives. Maybe we're running to uh, music and uh, television and movies to try to escape just the the absence of that churning that God's not responding and doing what we want him to do. Maybe we're running to the comfort of food. Maybe we're running to our news feed. Have you had those moments you're just like, give me something good. Come on, like any minute now, something good. Like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Maybe it's our fight against injustice that we're just wanting to make ourselves feel like something is significant in our lives and so we're speaking against injustice. Or maybe we're running to unhealthy avenues of sex, like pornography. Listen, the reason that we're running to those things, the reason that we're trying to escape in those things, is because we were made to be in the presence of God. We were made to be captivated by His glory, and that brings us to our first sub-point, is why do we drift from the presence of God? In Exodus 33, we see Israel quickly turning away from the presence of God. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, it, it's easy for us to drift from the presence of God. I, I've, seen, I've seen the God of Scripture do amazing things in my life. Like I, I first come to faith in Jesus. I pray for my dad uh, uh, to walk away from alcohol. And literally the next day, he admits he's an alcoholic and he pursues sobriety. It's glorious, right? I've had moments where I'm where I'm by myself and the God speaks to me, not in an audible voice, but a, he speaks to me and says, Michael, go outside. Go outside. There's people looking for you outside. And I go outside and there are people looking for me outside. Like I've had those types of like, that doesn't make sense. I've had people pay for my seminary education. I told them not to. That's not a good idea. You shouldn't do it. And they still sent me money. Uh, I, I've had people... Sit in front of me and deny gossip and slander. Look me in the eye and say, I'm not gossiping, I'm not slandering. Confronted with God's word and within seconds they're weeping in confession and repentance of gossip and slander. I've seen God heal marriages. I've seen God heal people. I've seen God work in my life and build up uh, my faith and, and, and maturity and favor in the eyes of others that i could not have manufactured on my own i've seen god do glorious things and yet i also have noticed that it doesn't take much for me to drift from the presence of god it isn't long before i've forgotten of god's provision in my life it doesn't seem to take much for me to grow cold toward his glory doubting parts Of my faith and giving my affection to handmade idols. This is especially true in COVID 19. And the reason we drift from the presence of God is because past experiences of God's glory will not carry us through our current circumstances. Does that make sense? like write that in your notes if you're watching at home write that in your notes past experiences of god's glory in my life are great but no matter how amazing past experiences of god's glory will not carry me through the ups and downs of life this is so practical for where we are as a church family right now because of covid19 covid19 is changing our spiritual connection points with his glory Does that make sense COVID-19 is changing like how we would have moments with the Lord before COVID-19 you could kind of ping-pong through life and if you were committed to a local church there would still be moments of new and fresh experiences with God's glory Like, like even if you weren't trying like you were if you're committed to a local church it's gonna happen it might be a conversation that you would have on Sunday morning Somebody speaks into your life and it would just reignite a passion for the Lord. It might be a a particular worship song that gets sung on a Sunday morning and when you hear it, it's just something clicks and you're reminded of God's glory. It might be sitting under the proclamation of God's word. And the God of Scripture has wired us in such a way that our, our pulse just starts popping under the proclamation of his word. It might be a hug in a community group. You remember when we used to be able to hug? Do you remember in your past where somebody comes and they put your arms around you at a moment that that's exactly what you needed and it's it's invigorating? It might be someone praying over you, putting their hands on you and praying God's word of encouragement in your life. It might be a serving opportunity where you've gotten to sweat and rub shoulders and participate in God's story of redemption. All kinds of spiritual connection points that we used to have, right? Some of those were planned, organized, structured. Some of them were unintentional. You know, we, we stumbled into it, organic. But if you were committed to a local church, there would be touch points to draw us to new and fresh experiences of God's glory. But COVID-19 changed all that. Sunday worship is different, right? Community groups are different. Serving others is different. And it's possible, listen to me, it's possible that we're hanging on to past experiences of God's glory expecting that those can carry us through the circumstances of our day. But Exodus 33 is teaching us, it's making it real clear. Those past experiences are great, but we want to make new experiences. We want to make new and fresh experiences of engaging God's presence because the presence of God hasn't changed, right? Our circumstances have changed. but the Lord hasn't changed and it's possible that we're hanging on to those old experiences, like 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 Moses of old we're waiting for those old connection points to return and Exodus 33 is teaching us we can't wait I hope they return soon this is not my preference <laughs> I hope they return soon I pray they return soon but until then Man, we want to set our eyes on actively looking for new and fresh experiences to draw us toward his glory. Y'all with me? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that second sub-point. What is the presence of God? What is the presence of God? In Exodus 32, we see Moses return from prayer, sees the people worshiping a golden calf, and has one of those moments like, Man, are you kidding me? Right, I said I would be right back come on he walks up to Aaron what happened he sees them worshiping him a golden calf he's like what happened I was just I literally just stepped away I was just here like and Aaron's response is awesome Aaron's response is like I don't know I don't, I don't know what happened Like, we had these gold trinkets we threw it in the fire and out popped this golden calf so we worshiped it I don't know you know Moses is hanging on by a thin thread at this point, right? I mean, you know he's struggling. He's been talking to a burning bush. Uh, he's been leading a revolution against the Pharaoh of Egypt, telling people to follow him through the parting of the Red Sea. Like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. You just <laughs> just follow me. And he's gone for seconds. And they've turned to her golden calf. And so in Exodus 33, Moses turns to the Lord in prayer. And it's important to see the progression of the prayer because each time the Lord responds the Lord responds to Moses tells him okay we'll do this and Moses response is no I don't want to do that Moses response is no we need your glory Moses comes to him Exodus 33 if you haven't been in your devotional I and mean, getting God's Word Moses is praying that you need to do something about these people Come on, like do something about these people. The Lord responds, I'll send an angel to go before you. Moses says, no, I don't want an angel. I want you. We need your glory. Then the Lord says, okay, well, we'll send you into the land. The land flowing with milk and honey. You need to know the land. I mean, that would have been a place of security. Uh, they're finally getting their own place. They're moving out of the wilderness. They're going to be able to decorate their own apartment on their own. It's here. They have land, they have agriculture. You got power, success. Like that that would have been awesome. And still Moses says, "No. That's not enough. We want your presence. We want your glory." Then the Lord says to Moses, Exodus 33, "I will give you," speaking to Moses, "I will give you my rest. I will give you my favor and still Moses says, No. We need you. We need your presence. We need your glory. Can you imagine if the Lord gave us that kind of opportunity today? Like, we're here. We're looking at exodus 33 we're being reminded of new and fresh experiences and lord you're with me let's imagine you're tracking with me that the mask isn't distracting at all and you and i are all on the same page and you're like yes michael new and fresh experiences with the lord and then imagine the lord speaking us to us right here just as clear as day and say okay let's say i remove covid19 covid19 bye gone from the globe it's gone health back economy booming Fact, North Village Church you're gonna get that permanent space you've been wanting that retail space you've been praying about it that's coming new people are coming it's gonna be great how do you think we might respond would we be able to respond like Moses and we confronted with that opportunity would we be able to say no we want you we want your presence we want your glory because that's what's available to us church family like that that's what's available to us the presence of God hasn't changed through COVID-19 right the glory of heaven hasn't relocated right there's not a traffic jam to the presence of God right He's still inviting us to Himself. He's still inviting us to know Him. We just need to find new and fresh ways to engage His presence. So here's some practical things. You can write these down if you're at home, write these down. Just some practical ways that we can find new and fresh experiences into God's presence. Well, first we want to take a walk. I know we've been doing a lot of walking. I mean, it's getting hot, but it's not that hot. It's okay. It's July. Take a walk, and when you go for a walk, man, you want to take in the glory of creation. That's natural revelation. Isaiah six: the whole earth is full of his glory. So when you take a walk, you're you're, you're wanting to see the details. You're wanting to see the smells. You're wanting to see the colors. You're wanting to hear the sounds. And you're wanting to connect it to Genesis 2 and that all of creation has been gifted to humanity. And so you're just, you're taking in God's glory as you go on that walk, right? Because the presence of God isn't just at a cafeteria in Pillow Elementary. It's all around us. And so you're wanting to take that walk and make it, well, it's a it's time of worship. Second one is you want to sing. It's good to sing at 4 o'clock. You're always invited if you're at home. We social distance, wear masks, we stay safe. But even if you're not able to come at 4 p.m., we want to sing. Man, we want to sing. We want to let out just songs of worship. We can't have in our mind, like, man, one day we're going to be back In that place of worship, and everybody's gonna be together and the word. We can't wait for we can't wait for that. We gotta find new ways. Psalm 105, sing praises to him and tell of all his wondrous works. So we pull out the, the headphones, we put on our CD, go to our YouTube page, there's music there for you to listen to. Get in the closet and just sing. Get with your family, get an instrument, and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. There's something about singing that opens up our soul. To his glory third one is prayer and we want we want to experience his presence in new and fresh ways through prayer Matthew 7 ask seek and knock and the context is keep on asking keep on seeking keep on knocking he loves to hear our prayers and so write write him down if you need to find new ways to engage him in prayer when you go on that walk talk to him talk to him out loud like be that person like, grab your phone if you if you have to, right? You have, I'm not crazy. I'm just talking on the phone, talking to Jesus. That's who I'm talking to, right? And just getting and just rope like I don't know Jesus. What's going on, right? And have time in prayer with the Lord, new and fresh ways. Our relationships with one another is different right now, right? I feel it. I feel it in me. I want to wait. I want to wait till it can come back to the way it used to be. Hebrews 10, let us not neglect meeting together. So in whatever way we're meeting, man, that's where the new and fresh encounters with the Lord need to happen. On FaceTime, on Zoom, mask, social distance. Holy Spirit, we need you to show up. Right now we have our community groups meeting on Zoom. It's not great, but that's what the Lord has given us. That's what the Lord has given us. And so Lord... We need you to do new encounters. We can't hang on to old encounters. We need, we need Zoom to be supernatural. Right? We used to have kind of sections. We would close the door to our car, walk into a house for a community group, shut the door, eat food, and it was like a one part of our day closing and a new part of our day opening up. And now it all just kind of blends together, and we want to create those divisions. I mean, shut down the computer, turn off the phone. Lord, I need you to show up. I want to put my whole self my emotions my mind my my physical body I want to be present because I, I need new and fresh encounters with you just trying to get practical for us, church family we want to hear God's Word sitting under God's Word he's he's wired us for our our spiritual heart to pulsate sitting under his word at the proclamation of his word Romans 10 faith by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ so yes if you're here at four o'clock today praise God if you're watching on a video listen there's gonna be a temptation to multitask there's gonna be a temptation that I can listen to the sermon on a jog I can do the dishes while I listen God's Word is worthy of our undivided attention stop what you're doing You're not pausing for me. You're pausing for God's word. You're pausing for the the strength of your soul, for new and fresh encounters with him. And so don't multitask. Give yourself wholly to his word. Ask him to do new things. 1 Thessalonians 5, encourage and build up one another. I know we're praying for each other. I know the Holy Spirit is putting one another on our hearts and our, our minds. Are we taking the next step to call each other? Are we taking the next step to text each other? Are we taking the next step to do a social distance walk with each other? Because we need new and fresh encounters with one another. We can't hang on to like one day, when COVID-19 goes away, I got some great encouragement for y'all. <laughs> I mean, one day you wait for it, it's gonna be good. Now we need it today, and we need to be speaking it today. Last one, are we sharing the gospel? Second Timothy, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. What an opportunity we have before us today to proclaim the good news of Jesus. right now idols are being toppled in our country the soil is being turned over hearts are being softened what an opportunity to proclaim the good news of Jesus when the economy is letting us down when the Politicians are letting us down when the education system is letting us down, when the healthcare industry, when all the things we thought were so strong and so solid are letting us down. What a glorious opportunity to proclaim the good news of Jesus and to, to get our pulses just popping with new encounters with the Lord. The presence of God is all around us, and we want to constantly look for new and fresh ways to engage his presence. Let's talk about our third subpoint. How do we engage the presence of God? Why do we drift from the presence of God? What is the presence of God? How do we engage the presence of God? It's important to clarify that God's presence isn't something that we need or that we can attain on our own. It would be easy to walk away from Exodus 33 and think the focus is about us getting into God's presence. But we need to remember. God's presence has come near to us please please listen online in person the The takeaway from exodus 33 is not to work harder to get into god's presence but to remember that god's presence has come near and that's true even in exodus chapter 33 if you're holding god's word look at exodus 33 verse 16 moses says how shall it be known that i have found favor in your sight verse 17 the lord says to moses the very thing that you have spoken i will do for you have found favor in my sight you have found favor moses and then the lord says to moses i have known you by name the presence of god has drawn near to moses i mean that word favor that word favor in the original language it, it means that god's presence has come near uh, in verses 12 to 17 in exodus 33 the word favor is mentioned over five times God's presence has drawn near it means that God's glory the God of Scripture has stooped down to come near to his people to a people who do not deserve his presence right it's God's grace in Exodus 33 how good is that Israel doesn't deserve his presence right I mean they're worshiping a golden calf they don't deserve his presence Moses does not deserve his presence right murderer, doubting, full of fear like there's no way that the God of Scripture's eyes moved to and fro throughout the earth and said Moses <laughs> Moses alone no God's favor has been poured out God's presence has drawn near Do you know the Apostle Paul picks this idea up in second Corinthians? I know sometimes y'all think, well you know all the scripture points to Jesus and you think Michael's just kind of doing some... Gymnastics to make the scripture point to Jesus. This is the Apostle Paul. I didn't even have to do this. I'm just reading the Apostle Paul. Second Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes, "If the days of Moses came with God's glory, how much greater is the glory of that which never fades?" The Apostle Paul is going to use uh, Exodus 33 to point us to the gospel, because in Exodus 33. Moses comes in contact with God's presence. His face is shining. He gets a sunburn of God's glory. And he, he has to wear a veil because the glory fades. And so every, every once in a while, Moses has to go back and get a touch-up of God's glory. And so that Israel doesn't see the fading of his glory, he would wear a, va- a, a veil. And so the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he writes, But we who are in Christ, the veil, has been removed yeah you can clap for that the veil has been removed you know why because God's presence has come near and sealed us in Jesus Christ there is no need for a touch-up there is no fading in Jesus Christ the presence of God is permanent the Apostle Peter says it's imperishable it's because Jesus takes on flesh jesus lives a perfect life he becomes the suitable sacrifice he says it is his joy to endure the cross as god's wrath is poured out on him and he conquers it in the resurrection so that all who call on his name are clothed in his glory are covered in his righteousness so the glory never fades that's so important for you to hear today It isn't that we are getting into God's presence, but through faith in Jesus, his presence has come near and his presence is steadfast. His presence is abounding. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter what you saw two hours ago. He doesn't flinch. It's because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that his presence has drawn near. His presence is overflowing his presence is resolute it's unbreakable we have a 90 pound redbone coonhound and when we go shopping to buy him a new toy we have to look for a description on that toy that says guaranteed irresistible rubber that's made to last cuz he'll shred it he just shreds shreds that toy just wants to go to town on that toy god's presence is like that toy you can't stop his presence If you are in Christ, you can't stop his presence. COVID-19 isn't going to stop his presence. The stability or instability of our country isn't going to stop his presence. The next president isn't going to stop his presence. Whether it's Trump or Biden or Kanye, like not going to stop, y'all know Kanye may be president, like that's not going to stop his presence. The horror of Israel's idolatry didn't stop him, and the horror of our hearts doesn't phase him. It's because his presence has come near in Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? Yeah. His favor is upon you, his presence is near. So when we talk about looking for new and fresh ways to experience his presence, we're looking for new and fresh ways to be reminded. when we are in Christ, that His presence is near. His presence is all around us. So let us turn from the idols of our day and stir up a remembrance of what we have been given in Jesus. That's the opportunity for us, church family. We have an opportunity to to stir up new and fresh ways of engaging His presence. New connection points. Because his presence isn't attached to a cafeteria at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. His presence isn't attached to me. His presence isn't attached to a routine. His presence isn't attached to a feeling. His presence has been made known in Jesus. So let's be reminded and make new and fresh ways of what we've been given in Jesus. And when we see anxiety, scroll across our newsfeed, stir up in our heart, let us repent. Let us turn to his glory. Let us turn from those idols. When we see fear creeping in, let us repent. When we see passivity, when we see laziness hanging on to those old ways, let us repent. It is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. When we see ourselves agitated with our family members and snapping at our spouses let us not excuse it with well that's COVID 19 or well i'm just tired but let us repent let us soften our hearts let us confess let us be reminded that god's presence has come near in jesus let us stir up new and fresh ways right, so even as we come to a close like we're going to sing let's ask the Lord to bring new and fresh ways to that singing we're not trying to manufacture something we had before on Sundays at 10 a.m. but we're looking for new and fresh experiences online or in person when you sit around the dinner table tonight with your family your friends or in whatever capacity we're not just gonna go through the mundane practice of Lord thank you for this food but even in prayer over a meal let's have an anticipation that new and fresh experiences are available when we open up God's Word tomorrow there's new and fresh experiences with the Lord when we take that walk with our spouse it's not just a walk that we need to knock out before we go to the next task of our day but that that walk might be the moment that God shows up in new and fresh ways and when we gather with our community groups let us not gather as men and women who have to do something online let's gather as men and women that are walking through like the most like, chaotic time of our lives and we get to do it with other men and women who are in Christ looking for new and fresh ways in him that's what's available to us Will you? Close your eyes and pray with me. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you for today. I, I confess, uh, me above anybody, is hanging on to those old experiences. And I ask you to forgive me for that. I ask you to forgive all of us for that. That What we need is your presence. We need your glory. We need you. As a church family. Our marriages need you. Our parenting need you putting our foot in front of the other to go through another day like we need we need to come in contact with you so i pray that you would do that i pray that you would give our church family just stories of new ways new experiences new moments with you that leave us in awe that remind us that you're God that your presence is near, that you're glorious, that you're good. Would you help us, Lord? It's in Jesus' name. Amen.